Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life, everything is energy. And that energy is interconnected and interdependent. So basically what you do to another person you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. Now, science is teaching this uh, quantum physics and quantum mechanics is not new. It's actually over 100 years old. So this science is not very new. It's not new science, but it isn't mainstream science yet. And also spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So it's like science is just now coming to the game of understanding oneness when ancient wisdom and spirituality has been um, teaching this truth for eons. And now science and spirituality are actually speaking the same language. Um, So once the world awakens, every man man and woman and child awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Divine Cosmos with Jeff Street. Hi, welcome Jeff to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thanks Caroline, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for being my guest. I discovered Jeff on YouTube. I kind of live on YouTube. I'm always finding new and interesting people on YouTube. I, I discovered Jeff's videos on YouTube, saw, saw how much he resonates with what I'm in alignment with, and I invited him on, and he agreed to be my guest. So, Jeff, could you please share with our listeners who you are and share your journey with our listeners? Well, about five years ago now, in the spring of 2014, I had a profound awakening. Just as a little backstory, I've always been very philosophical as a kid. I was always interested in talking about the meaning of life, the nature of reality, and everything like that. And when I was very young, I rejected religion mainly based on um, some of the dogma, et cetera, that I saw coming out of Christianity because I'm immersed in a Christian-dominated society. Right. And based on that, I rejected the whole thing, not knowing that there was a lot more to it. Um, And so ever since, I've been basically an atheist or actually more accurately I would say agnostic yes and just love science and I figured just trying to understand how the world works and appreciating its beauty is good enough I figured if there was something else going on eventually it would become evident but at that time I I was like I don't think there is okay so anyways I've been an agnostic atheist type scientific type for my entire life until about the spring of 2014 and I had a very strange and wondrous and profound awakening experience that unfolded over three or four or more months and uh, a lot of strange and interesting stuff was happening and eventually um, I thought I might be going crazy 
I couldn't explain the strange stuff that was happening to me, but eventually mm -hmm. I decided that why pick going crazy as your first choice? <laughs> why not just, so I, I, after about three or four months of the strange, wondrous stuff happening to me, I just surrendered to the universe and I said, okay, okay, I get it. The universe is not what I thought. There's something else going on behind the scenes and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Okay. So I started seeking with a passion for the truth. And um, uh, the next very next thing I thought was, you know what? I think I know which direction to look. Okay. Because I rejected religion so long ago. And all I've been pursuing is science. Right. So I figured that religion or spirituality, something in that direction had to have the answers, especially since I'd been experiencing things that could be described as magical or mm -hmm. miracles. And those are talked about in, in, that, in that perspective, the spiritual perspective. So I dove in with the passion and I've been on that seeking path ever since. And as soon as I started exploring some of the ancient wisdom, et cetera, et cetera, there was so much stuff that resonated with me and made sense, especially based on the experiences I was having. And uh, to me, it was so amazing and magnificent um, that I wanted to dedicate myself to sharing information, whatever I knew about it. So I, I started my website, Ryan dash cosmos.net mm -hmm. later i started my youtube channel and here we are <laughs> okay wow awesome awesome well um my i guess uh, very similar to you um i was sent to catholic school as a, a young child um and the dogma of of, of catholicism never resonated me with me as a small child. And of course, I didn't know the word resonate <laughs> as, yeah. as a small child. And I was brought up in a strict home where I couldn't even say, you know, uh, no, I'm not feeling this. You know, I just, my father said children are to be seen and not heard. So I mm -hmm. had to keep all those feelings inside growing up. So at a very young age, I said in my teens, I knew innately there was more going on than meets the eyes. So I started searching metaphysically in my teens. So I, I understand exactly what you're saying there. So, um, but it was really for me, it was science. It was quantum physics that helped me to understand metaphysics. The metaphysics I was um, studying for years sounded good, felt good, but there was a missing piece to, for me. And that missing piece was solved for me through science, through quantum physics. Yeah, absolutely. Totally understand that. And in fact, the, 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 spiritual, uh, spirit, the spiritual nature of reality, the greater reality, it's all physics. It's science can understand it. It's just that they've had this very narrow conception of what existence is. And as soon as they get over that, 
we will understand the rest of it as science, as physics. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with you there. Like I kind of said in my opening, for me, I think the mainstream science is still kind of, I don't know, balking against quantum physics. The quantum physics is truly saying exactly what metaphysics spirituality and ancient wisdom has been saying forever but it's the it's not mainstream science and so so there's kind of like two branches of science right now it's that yeah. old, old school. This, is, this is natural the the mainstream of science is still stuck on the old conception of the nature of reality and existence and has and there's a lot the early the, the pioneers of quantum physics, at least one group of them, realized that there was that consciousness was fundamental and there was a lot more going on. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't filtered down because it's so foreign and so strange. Um, and there is quite a few leading edge scientists that are working on all this stuff. It's just that they they don't get any airtime because. Exactly. Everyone else thinks they're nuts. Exactly. Very true. And I really love it when I do um, run across, because um, uh, I've had many scientists on this show. I Like I said, science to me was the key to my awakening. So I love talking to scientists on this show that are in that, that the science of oneness, which is not mainstream yet but there was one a scientist i read about recently and are discovered on youtube recently his name is robert lanza and he actually is was named um by the new york times as one of the top three scientists alive today and he is talking this stuff you know talk um teaching about the science of oneness he is saying but and he's been recognized by the new york times so that i was like okay he's being recognized by mainstream science and he's talking this truth of this new what we would call new science that is proving that it's all one thing that yes consciousness is all there is and everything is consciousness in a nutshell so I like to keep things simple because I am not a scientist, but I do understand it. And I yeah. like to keep it simple for the layman because I don't want the lay person to say, oh, I can't understand all this physics, you know, all these equations and, and all this. I can't understand it. When, when you really take it at the root, it's very simple to understand. Yeah, it's really exciting because we're on the, the brink of um, – a convergence of science and spirituality, realizing that um, finally realizing the commonality and that we were just looking at things from two different perspectives with the narrow kind of blinders on and when we widen our views, we're gonna find that it was all the same thing we were thinking about, we're gonna, we're gonna understand it. So we are on the brink of a great convergence. Probably a hundred years from now, the whole thing will be done and said, and, We'll, we'll all understand that the two viewpoints were just um, looking at different aspects of the same thing, and we'll actually have the science of yes. a lot of it. It's going to be amazing. 
I actually think it's going to be so much sooner than a hundred years. I would say, you know, I, I, I would say half that time. Yeah, I agree with you. It, mm -hmm. it, over the next 20 years, I think you're going to see a lot of the transition, oh, yes. the convergence happen, but it'll trickle out. Definitely. Yeah. Because when you think about it, think about 1900, the year 1900, and what was going on at, compared to the year 2000. That's just yeah. 100 years different, but things have exponentially, I mean, things have really, I mean, when you compare 1900 to 2000, it's like, like a world of difference and if you take take someone from the 1900s bring them to the year 2000 and now we're all, we're almost 20 years past 2000 you bring them to the year they'll be like no this is uh, you just talk, took me to another planet you know <laughs> we think um so imagine and and things have have um are expanding Consciousness is expanding, and we're, we're we're in leaps and bounds. So, like you said, 20, 25 years. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's very it's very exciting times we're living in. Very exciting. Now, can you please, like I said, I discovered you on YouTube, and I I I've, I watch so much on YouTube. I can't re recall exactly which particular youtube you had on there that that really drew me into you but can so can you share some of the th things that you teach and share on your youtube channel and in your courses that you're developing with our listeners well so i've been writing about my understandings of the greater reality for five years and there's basically on my website and then turning i like to record them in my own voice and then turning them into videos so you can find my stuff by whatever way you like it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I basically, I write, I, there's kind of three main themes in my writings. Okay. One is what I, I call spiritual philosophy, which is talking about um, the shift in consciousness and the ways of being that can create better experiences for us, um, non-judgment, unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, acceptance, allowance, and all that good stuff. Yes. I know, and just the big picture spiritual philosophy stuff. Uh, another major theme is hardcore spiritual metaphysics, which I think of as spiritual metaphysics, which I think of as the science of the greater reality. Okay. How does it work? You know, we, we kind of know this, all we're seeing here is the surface layer of one particular reality. And science has, you know, gotten a model to explain how that works, but they don't realize there's a whole bigger picture behind the scenes. Exactly. So spiritual metaphysics gets into what is going on and how does it work and how does it, inter how does it relate to each other. So spiritual metaphysics is one of the major themes. And then like a subdomain of spiritual metaphysics is the law of attraction or the fact that we're creating our reality, that this Korea, that all realities are, they're not as concrete as we think. They're like, they're almost like virtual realities. Right. That we're creating them, not just with our choices and actions, but with our thoughts and beliefs and expectations and attitudes. It's a very interesting proposition. Um, so the law of attraction and deliberate creation is one of the, sort of a 
actually my favorite topic because it's the most empowering thing any being immersed in a reality could discover that, oh, you're not at the mercy of circumstances, that uh, it's all a reflection of your own state of consciousness, your own way of being, your own thoughts, beliefs, etc. I mean, that's incredibly empowering. So that's my favorite topic, and that's what I'm building an online school. Okay. Uh, that's the core of it's like video courses, mm -hmm. but there will be all sorts of one-on-one -on -one support going on in there. And my tentative name for that school, teaching law of attraction and deliberate creation, is uh, the Deliberate Creator Academy. So that's okay. still a work in progress. Cool. I love that. Yeah. Now all the three theme areas you speak about, I think I, I speak about interwovenly, like the philosophy, which is for me, see, I, I, I always say this to me, it really comes down to the oneness of everything. And when you talk about the philosophies of non-judgment, unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, all of that, that boils down to the fact that we're all one. So for you to judge another or, or uh, un not be forgiven of another person, you're truly just not, you're judging yourself and not being forgiven of yourself because that other person is not separate from you. Nothing is separate from you. You're all one. And then you talk about the science of it, which I love because it was the science that really woke me up because science had, I mean, in seventh grade science, um, when I was studying molecules, and Adams, I'll never forget my science teacher. I can't remember his name. I remember what he looks like, but I can't remember his name. I'll never forget. He said, nothing is truly solid. Now, this is, this is old school science. We know from old school science, we don't live in a solid universe. Nothing is solid. It appears solid to us, but we know when we discovered those high-powered microscopes, you put anything under your microscope, you really are finding, we were calling them atoms, but now we know an atom is 99.99999% empty space. <laughs> so we know from old school science, we're not living in the world that we think we're living in. We're not living in the solid world. And then, then that goes down to the art of deliberate creation where we are creating it with our thoughts, with our beliefs, with our actions, everything we're creating it. But we also, we're creating it from our higher perspective, our higher self that knows all. So our higher self knows exactly why we're creating this reality. I call it a dream of our own creation because it's not solid. It's not real. And the first thing we realize when we wake up, when we, when we transition from this life, when we leave our body, He's like, oh, wait a second. I wasn't my body because my body's yeah. there. My body's down there and I'm still here. I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's, um, it's cool because all three themes that you just talked about, that you mentioned that you, the categories, those three categories, I speak about all the time. So it's like really cool. Yes. So tell us more about this online academy. Um. Yeah, this is my favorite thing. I think it's one of the most important empowering subjects that, that anyone can rediscover. So it's um, Deliberate Creator Academy. 
-hmm. It's going to be a comprehensive set of video courses. Um, the basics, intermediate, advanced, et cetera, et cetera, um, that you can take at your own pace. But in addition, um, I will have regular, regular like weekly, um, when you take the video courses underneath each lesson or session, you can ask questions and get answers mm -hmm. from like text. Uh, which yes. I will be answering on a regular basis. So you take the course and you'd like to get to interact with me on a text question answer basis. Mm -hmm. um, and then every week we'll have a live online um, question and answer okay. on, say, on Zoom where you get to ask questions. So you get more hands on interactive uh, engagement work, work with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'll also be offering one-on-one -on -one coaching. Okay. Which if you, and the school is like a membership thing. Right. You become a member, you stay as long as you want, consume the courses, get involved in questions and answers. Maybe once in a while I'll have a special live seminar. Um, and if you need extra help, one-on-one mm -hmm. specific to you help then you right. can do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me um and if you're a member of the school then the coaching is discounted there's uh, okay you know I got the coaching you. will cost something but it'll be right significantly discounted if you're a member of the school yes now let me ask you because since um you're awakening i'll say i'll call it your awakening in the spring and spring to summer of 2014, which is interesting because that was a that time period, the spring into the summer of 2014 was very significant for me. Now my awakening was more in 2010 uh, with What the Bleep, a documentary on um, quantum physics. But in 2014, the spring to summer, my son was critically ill in the hospital. And he transitioned on July 1st, 2014. And I say transition because I know he's, he's still, with, he's very much with me. He's already told me he's, he's the co-host of this show. He says he loves, he loves what I'm doing with the show and he is the co-host. So I know he's not gone. So, but that was, so that, that time period was very significant. But when I think about it, that time, cause it's now this July 1st will be five years since his transition. So in that, this five-year period, you, you've gone through a big transformation in your life. How did that affect your relationship with your families, family and friends? Because, you know, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, you know, it took me about three or four months of the strange magic to surrender to the universe and start diving in to figuring out what was really going on. And then after a couple of months, I just decided to sell my house and leave where I had been living for the past 22 years, mm -hmm. and hit the road and go on a road trip. 
I thought it was just going to be five months touring the Rockies. I love nature. I love the mountains. Me it turned too. out to be five months touring natural America. But so I left everything behind. Most of my friends where I lived in Washington State, Seattle area, no longer interested me. <laughs> there was only one or two of the people I had that I still resonated with. So I left that whole life behind, left all my friends behind. And then trying to break this to my family members was an interesting thing. It's like, this is a profound, I've been having profound experiences, profound realizations. It's like, do I get to tell my family about this? Are they going to think I'm crazy? Right. Yeah. And I, I really dearly wanted to understand uh, the, uh, the, I mean, because it's such an amazing, wonderful thing. Right. I wanted them to, I wanted to share it. And I also had a principle that I wanted to be as open as possible to everyone. Yes. About what was happening and what I was discovering. Because I thought you shouldn't hide this and it could help other people. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So I just had a general principle of trying to share and be open and not be afraid to share what's going on because I figured it would help other people to yes. help shift in general. Mm -hmm. So I experimented. So near the end of the trip, I ended up showing up on the East Coast, South, Southern East Coast, where my family lives, and spending a lot of time with them. I had a really great time, and I started sharing some stuff. But I knew I couldn't share with my mother. She's a closed-minded kind of dogmatic person. So I knew I couldn't really say anything to her. That wouldn't work. I also couldn't tell my sister because she's like a material girl. <laughs> they're all non, they're non-spiritual and she's a total material girl. She would totally think I'm crazy. So I couldn't, I knew I couldn't tell. The only person I could tell would be my father. Okay. Uh, for some reason I knew that I could share. So I shared as much as I could and I kind of pushed the boundary and he was very polite and understanding on the surface. He did his best to look interested and to, but um, I, deep down, I think they all think I'm crazy. It's okay. So, <laughs> no, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I also grew up in a, um, you know, I'm in, we're in, in America, we're surrounded by uh, a lot of Christian groups and, and I actually was very active in a um, Protestant church for a long time, but I was active in that church, not because I resonated, resonated with the teaching. It was a social gathering. I had met a lot of friends and we would, you yeah. know, I was doing the media because I like, I told you I'm a techie. I told you when I started, I'm a techie. So I was doing, I was into multimedia design and I was doing the media for a very large church and had a lot of friends. And, you know, I'm like, I don't really, you know, I don't vibe what you guys are teaching really from the pedestal, from the pulpit, but you guys are fun to be around. So when I really awakened in 2007, I was like, but, I felt the same way you, I couldn't, I couldn't hide it. I couldn't hide what I was really feeling in my heart. 
and I had to share it with the world. So this is long before my son got ill and anything. So, but I started to show, um, share it with friends and I was losing friends left and right. I left the church because I was just like, this doesn't resonate with me. I can't keep devoting so much of my time to something that doesn't resonate with me. So I, I just kind of like you did, I dove into the study of it, especially the science of it. And I lived on YouTube. Yeah, I got rid of my direct TV because I wasn't watching TV anymore. I was living on YouTube. Why am I paying all this money to direct TV and I'm not watching this stuff anymore? Got rid of direct TV. Just lived on YouTube. And then I got in about 2012, I got to the point where I felt like I want to share it with people. I want to talk to people that understood my language. So I started trying to form groups or go to groups that would resonate, spiritual groups that resonated. And then when my son transitioned in 2014, that's when, six months after his transition, Spirit said to me in the middle of the night, do this show. Start this show. Gave me the title Awake to Oneness because it's truly all about us being one in a very simple core of sharing that truth with the world and sharing your 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 light so and that will help others and if it only helps one person it's worth it but yeah so i i understand exactly and my family i mean they know what i'm doing with the show i share it with them they don't really watch they don't really they think i'm kind of crazy but it's, I, I don't come from a big family anyway. My mom and dad are gone already in spirit. My son is in spirit now, and I just have a brother and a daughter. And my daughter listens to me, but I think she still thinks I'm crazy, but it's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I shared as much as I, 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 shared as much as I could to my dad. Mm-hmm. And then you could tell he was getting overdosed. <laughs> Um, they start getting glassy-eyed. Yeah, right. <laughs> then I realized that I had kind of started this process before my awakening. Mm-hmm. I realized I had been very distant from my family for a variety of reasons. And I wanted to reconnect with my family. And now as I awaken, I wanted to continue that connection and healing of the, the issues in our family. Mm-hmm. So then I just concentrated on being the unloving, friendly, caring, you know, demonstrating all the wonderful ways of being with, with my family without worrying about any theory or any nonsense. So I just tried to, <coughs> and, and to, connect deeper with them and heal any issues. So now I just try to be loving. Okay. I'm not rejecting them. I'm trying to accept them where they are and be the most that living example of acceptance, allowance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, with my family members. Another interesting thing that started happening before I was, after my awakening, but I really, didn't um i didn't consciously choose to do this i just started i subconsciously i knew that i needed to clear karma i I started reconnecting with all the friends throughout my life that i may not you know may have not 
lost connection with that there was some karma related to that needed to be healed. And I, I was trying to heal all my relationships through my life. Mm-hmm. And to a large extent I did, I, 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 I balanced the karma with a lot of old relationships. Um, and I, I didn't really conscious choose that. I just knew, I guess subconsciously I knew it was something that would be useful to do. So yeah, now I just try to be, engage everyone of wherever they're at and um, just be a living example of positivity and acceptance and allowance and just engage people with where they're at and be as compassionate, kind and uh, positive as possible. <laughs> I, I really love that you said that because in truth, as we awaken, that is being a living demonstration of being awake is the best way to help others. So I, I agree totally. I remember when I it was 2010, when I woke up to the truth of oneness through quantum physics, which was watching what the bleep, I was so excited. I was like, I was like, oh, you guys, don't you get it? We're all one. You got to watch this. And they would watch it. My friends were watching like, what? I don't get what you're getting. I don't like this. But then I I slowly understood, okay, we all are divine light. And so when I realized they're exactly where they're supposed to be in their journey, this is their journey. We are each on a unique journey. So I have to allow and accept them where they're at and love them unconditionally. I had a very close friend of mine that was a close friend of mine from church who said to me um, when I um, started my show and and found out, he found out that I had um, one of my guests, some of my guests were channels that channeled spirit. He's like, I'm done with you because he's very um, fundamental Christian and in his mind, in the Bible, it says, you don't you don't play around with the spirit world, you know, that, that's a no, no. Yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah. So, don't you dare actually connect with your higher self or whatever or God. That's not allowed. Right. You right. might discover that you're more than we're telling you. Yes, 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 yes. So he told me he was totally done with me and we had been very, very good friends. I'm just platonic friends for over 15 years. I mean, wow. every day, he just, he dropped me like a hot potato, but I still showed love to him. I still send him birthday cards or call him on his birthday. I still reach out and love. So, okay, you don't want to talk to me, but I still love you. <laughs> yeah, you're doing, you're, you're just doing the, the minimum stuff that you need to do to let him know that you're, you're accepting him unconditionally. Yes. If, 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 if he ever comes and, he comes around, he'll be, you know, there'll be a ready connection again. So, yes. yeah. Yes. But in demonstrating unconditional love and allowance and acceptance, so we can't try to force what we believe is true in our heart. We can only live it. We live our truth. And by a living example, they see that. They see the difference. They, yeah. And they may not appreciate it because they're stuck in their beliefs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They won't appreciate it regular, but at some point when they're ready, they'll remember. Oh, or they'll they'll go. Why is why why is that person so happy? What are they doing? 
you know, and eventually they're like, I want more of what they got. What are they doing? You know, they'll emulate you. Yes. Or, you know, whatever they're ready, they'll remember you as an example and they'll try to figure out what it is you're doing. They may even come and ask you questions. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, I say it's planting seeds. And a lot of times, they, yes, it's planting seeds. And sometimes, like, if people dislike, if fundamental Christians, I find, will want to beat you over the head with the Bible. That's a good term. I have that term. And they'll, some of them will know that you're you're not a fundamental Christian and they'll come and try to beat you over the head with the Bible. But you don't, you don't react with any negativity. You just like allow, allow them to be and just give, just shine unconditional love word-wise or just by looking upon them and knowing in your heart you have nothing but love for them, they feel that. And then they don't know what to do with it because they, they came, they approached you on the attack and you're not attacking back. So yeah. uh, what do I do with that? You know, it surprised them, you know? Yeah. That's a part of why I, um, early on, early on after my awakening, I was like, should I keep this to myself or should I share it? And it seemed like you shouldn't keep it to yourself. Exactly. You intuitively that you need to be the example and you need to sow the seeds. Exactly. And, and from the Bible, you don't want to shine your, I mean, you don't want to hide your light under a bushel. Okay. Right. Because you are, that's what we all are. We are divine light and we need to shine our light and we shine our light by by sharing with the world what is true for us. Yeah, that's how you shine your light. So, let's see. Oh, I almost forgot what I was going to say. Let's see, what was it? Um, okay, that happens to be all the time. It'll come back. Was it about shining your light? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally blanked. It'll come back. It'll come back. But, yeah, it's... Oh, it's, yeah, no, no, I don't remember what it is. Okay. So, I, I love... As fascinated by spiritual metaphysics and modeling the greater reality, understanding its mechanics and relationships and its scope, and, and understanding the mechanics of reality creation and all that, mm -hmm. as fascinating as that is, all those theories, all those models, they're not really as important as just your way of being. Like I'd throw all of it away if I wasn't on course with an enlightened way of being, we'll say. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Are you are you are you becoming a more enlightened way of being? Mm -hmm. um, to me that's the core. If there's any belief that's interfering with that throw it out mm -hmm. and all this theory, throw it out. Mm -hmm. So as much as I write about those topics and I find it fascinating and useful and empowering and et cetera, they are not the core of important thing. Right. I, and I, I, here's how I kind of, I, I translate what you just said um, is I, and I, I learned this too. Um, I discovered this too in my early days of study it's more, your state of being is what matters, not your state of doing. Because we, especially in America, we're so busy doing, 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 doing. It's not about doing. 
It's about your state of being. Are you peaceful? Are you at a state of peace internally? Are you at a, a state of joy and, and, and love internally? What is your, this, your state of being is much more important than your state of doing. So yeah, what, what you do is not, again, I'm just, I'm going to repeat it because it's so important. Yes. What you, you're not going to change, the, you're not really going to, you don't really change the world by uh, doing something. Uh, you start by changing the world by being something, being different, being whatever. Your state of being is how you begin to change the world. Of course, your doing will reflect your state of being. Exactly. Your, the way you do things will change, and what you do will change. And your choices and actions can contribute to creating yes. a better experience for yourself and others in the world, but it's just a reflection of your state of being. Exactly. Because I, I always I suggest and recommend that um, to my listeners to quiet your mind I like to do meditation, especially outside in nature. You were saying you love the mountains. Oh boy, do I love the mountains. And I love to sit by a lake. Oh my goodness. That's where I really love to meditate when it's nice. See, I live in the Poconos. It's not always nice. <laughs> the way mm. we get, we have six months of winter here. But, mm. uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I say to whatever brings you to that state of peace and calm, like if it's running, if it's cycling, if it's hiking, whatever, you know, if it's listening to music, whatever brings a person to that state of quiet beingness, quiet that monkey mind, I say. And so first, ground yourself in being, just being. And then from that state of being, then do. You know, yeah. so be first and then do, you know. Yeah. That's it. That's the, the way I, I recommend. Absolutely. Absolutely. From, yeah. From that state of being, you're going to get inspired and you're going to do your doing will be more, I say, pro more helpful to the universe because you are the universe. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. way I like to put it. Yeah. Let's see. I'll just say that in a different way. Sure. Source consciousness is playing every part in every reality. We are source. Every one of us is source. That's the fun part. We veiled ourselves so we don't realize that. We don't remember it. It makes for a very interesting experience. We are all source. That's the oneness. We're all the same consciousness. It's a multi-threaded, multiplexed consciousness. It's creating multitudes of realities to plan. And it is, perhaps you could say indirectly, but it is playing every single part. And, I mean, that's amazing. Exactly. So true. That's and that's why, you know, the utmost of care and respect, you should treat every player with the utmost care and respect because it's just another part of you playing the other part, trying to do the best they can in the circumstances that this part of the game has. Exactly. So true. So true. And I love the fact that 
as people are awakening, they understand there are no victims. There are no victims and there are no villains. All there is is you creating this dream of your own creation. And it's a moment to moment. We, we, we didn't talk much about the now because for me, one of my favorite books is The Power of Now. And I, I understand that in truth, I mean, we as human beings, we use this thing we call time. We have past, present, future. But in truth, it's all happening now. And, and that's our point of power. And so if we remember that in this now moment, we, to remind ourselves to be, to ground ourselves, to, to be at peace, to be calm, and to spread that, that joy, that peace from within outward. And we can do it in every moment because we can forget in one moment and be like, ah, but then, oh, wait a second. Let me, let me remember who I am. Okay. <laughs> and you can, yeah. you can correct it in the next moment because it's really just about that now moment. So don't beat yourself up about the past. Don't beat yourself up about, because that doesn't, it doesn't really matter. What matters is this now, this very now moment. And it actually ripples out from the now. It ripples out to the past and the future. We think the now only ripples to the future, but it, it, the now is all there is, and it ripples in both directions. And actually what really shocked me recently, with, I'm, I'm so into the science, I discovered that Stephen Hawkins, um, also from scientific experience, experiment, has proven that the now affects the past as well as the future. I don't know how he did it, but I just read that recently. Yes. I love Eckhart Tolle. He's one of my favorite teachers. Yes. He seems to be, I love his very gentle, yes. humble demeanor. And yeah. yeah, he's awesome. I love him. I love him. I love his work. I love his book. So I haven't gotten through the second book, um, The New Earth. I've, I've read the first book of The Power of Now several times, and I'm like halfway through the second book, uh, The New Earth. But I do, I, I love his work, and he's very, yes, he's very, he lives that being at peace, being present and being peaceful in that now moment. Yes, he does. Yeah, the only way to be completely um, what's the right word. Yeah, hey, hey, this is what, you know, presence. Yes. To be completely present in the now. Um, yeah, when you're not completely present now, your mind's uh, spinning circles on past past and past fears and how it might affect what's going on now or in the future and worrying about the future. Uh, you become less and less present in the now and you can't optimize your experience of the present moment when you most of your mind is elsewhere. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's an important thing. And, when, and, and, and all that, and it's all fear. Yeah. You're, you're, out the past because you're worried something's going to happen that you didn't like from similar to the past and you're projecting that fear in the future you're worried it might happen in the future and all that's coloring your reactions and to 
the present moment and it it's distorting it's distorting how you're perceiving and reacting and it's now yeah in the now and you're, it's not as nice of a now because of it yeah exactly <laughs> you're actually missing the now you might completely miss the now because you're so yes. lost in all the other parts of what's yeah, exactly that. you're missing the now if your your mind is in the past and future and you're missing the now and here's the thing too cool so cool about the now moment the now moment is when your subconscious is not at work now when you're past future it's those subconscious um in, instincts those subconscious um thoughts that are taking control but when you quiet your mind and you're just present in this now the subconscious that subconscious is not in control it's you your presence is your your conscious being is what is in control in that now moment that's why the subconscious does not like the now moment <laughs> yeah yeah you become more conscious and more deliberate yeah. and so you're actually deliberately creating an experience that you want rather than be driven by your subconscious fears really exactly exactly that subconscious programming that's what the word i was looking for yeah. because a lot of that subconscious is just programming yes exactly so but that subconscious programming doesn't know what to do with the now moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, I was just looking something up from my website. Uh huh. What might what might be relevant here? Give me a second. Sure. Definitely. And share while you're mentioning that. Share again. I know you mentioned it before, but share again the name of your website so our listeners can totally find you. Divine dash. There's a dash in there between divine and cosmos. Okay. Divine dash cosmos dot net. Yes. And uh, if you go there, you're going to find my entire body of work, everything I've written, shared about my perspective on all of what we've been talking about. Um, there, there's a uh, free ebook that I offer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really obvious up in the upper right corner of the website. There's a little pinkish tab, get my free book, um, which is the core of my spiritual metaphysics writings. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people enjoy. And um, I also have, I've made a couple, of, I have a couple of books that I recently launched that are just collections mm -hmm. of um, the various groups of uh, essays I've written just for convenience of having it all together in a yes. personal copy uh, right. and they're both available as a uh, ebooks on like the Kindle and the Nook and as a paperback and an audiobook. my oh. own voice. Okay. Very cool. Let's see. I was looking something up. Yeah. My attitude. So just some of the sayings that I, <laughs> wrote about <laughs> that kind of uh, represent how I like to go through every moment. What I'm trying to do in every moment is, here's one, take this day in your hands and shape each moment into something beautiful. Mm. I mean, 
every moment that's what you're trying to do something beautiful for yourself a beautiful experience and yourself and everyone around you exactly that's my yeah. attitude how can i create that in every moment another idea that caught my fancy was uplift every living thing and every living soul with every little thing you do so this is like you realize how connected are all part of the same beingness yes and you want to help everyone you want to uplift everyone everything because ultimately it's all you we're all one it's all one yes yeah. yes 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 whenever possible and then there's another <laughs> saying that i have is be your extraordinary magical self with every thought word indeed so those three things are just like my mantras to myself, uh, sort of, to what I'm trying to create for my experience and the experience of everyone else that's around me in every moment. Yes. So. <laughs> it's very true. And it, it, it's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes. So, and if we remember, it all does start with us. It is the What we experience is truly just a reflection. I love to think of the world, the outer world is just a mirror. It's just a reflection of me. And it's a, it's a movie of my own creation. So I remind myself of that. And there's still times, even when you're awakened, there's still times that, that things, you know, don't go the way you hope or are planned. And, you know, and, but then I own it. I'm like, okay, I created that. I created it for my highest good. So I have to look for, I have to intentionally look for the good in every situation but uh, there are times that you just you know you might feel a little down and, and just have to remind yourself of who you are okay i'm creating this okay let me let me figure out why and keep it moving. yeah so yeah we're not perfect creators we're not creating the perfect wonderful experience endlessly for ourselves yeah the, the, the environment is sort of designed to provide us challenges so we can yes. grow. So we're not perfect deliberate creators yet. So everything well, doesn't go our way all the time. And well, I remind myself that even things that are challenges, they're challenges I created for me. You understand? There's always something. Yeah. So there's two ways to look at challenges and your miscreations things that you created or you drew to yourself somehow right that you don't actually prefer exactly um there's two major ways of optimally dealing with those things one uh -huh. always and this i'm just echoing what you're saying here yes this is really important okay is to always look for what there is to uh, learn from a situation what's the pearl of wisdom from whatever i have reflected to myself <laughs> whatever challenge is coming whatever yeah is is there a pearl of wisdom that i can learn from this situation right now let me, I, I i don't want to finish one let me just say one thing okay the other thing is after you like okay you take responsibility for what showed up and you just try to find the pearl of wisdom in it. 
So you can grow, you can learn. Right. And then the next thing to do is after that, always make the best of whatever arrives. Exactly. You don't complain, you don't blame, you don't resist. You make the best of it. How can I make the best of this situation that maybe I wouldn't have preferred I for agree. myself and for everyone else involved? How do you make the best of it? I have the only reason I have to I have to interrupt. We got yeah. started late with our recording and I have some I have a student. I teach piano lessons. Okay. A student knocking at the front door. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, they're knocking again. They knock three times. Knock three times. So we have yeah. in the, but uh, I totally agree with you 100%. Thank you so much for being my guest and I'm so sorry that I have to we have to No worries. It and it I was a to, pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Love you. And we have to stay in touch. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.